Alright folks, welcome back into another edition of the High School Huddle, your one-stop shop for everything and all things Section 5 Sports. I'm AJ Feldman, back once again joined by Mr. Carl Jones. We kind of took a half week off last week, presented you the, the High School Sports Awards show, but now we are back in the driver's seat. Christmas is behind us, the New Year's is just upon us. Carl, how's your, how's your Christmas holiday? Man, I'm safe and sound. I mean, not to get all cliches, but I mean, hey, I ate some good food, and uh, and I'm here, man. I'm just and healthy. That's all you can really ask for. Like the older I get, I don't, I'm not really into like presents and all that good type of stuff. I'm not really like the biggest gift guy. So like, for me, healthy, family all good, they healthy. So that's all I can really ask for. What about you? It was good. I uh, went back home. Um, it was a, a global warming Christmas, I guess. You know, it was like mid fifties. Our Christmas was spent outside at the fire, just. Uh, drinking, you know, drinking some adult beverages and having a good old time, much different than last year when, you know, Buffalo got hit with 90 some odd inches of snow and I couldn't get back home. I was supposed to anchor at the December 25th show at 11 o'clock and was not legally allowed to to get on the thruway to drive home. So, you know, we didn't have sports that day. Much different this time around. Uh, Dominoes did not exactly go my way this year. Dead last place. So, uh, shout out to my mom for winning. I uh, teased that on the show last week. So I did report who won. I was I was a bigger person, you know, didn't didn't ignore. But no, we had a good old time. Of course, some some football on TV on Christmas, always a good thing. Uh, football's really uh, taking them. I mean, it, it's with the schedule and whatnot, but Christmas basketball was kind of like an afterthought, I thought, this year. Yeah, I really got pushed. The only game that I watched was the tail end of uh, Warriors Nuggets. That's because, like, the Giants-Eagles game was just kind of like, man, like, I watch because of, like, DeVito and him being an ex-teammate and all. But, like, once he got subbed out, I'm like, I really don't care about that game no more. So, uh, I watched that a little bit. But you're right, though. Like, NBA on Christmas used to be me, man. I used to be locked in from the noon game. Nah, probably not the noon game because it used to be the Knicks. But, like, the 2.30 game on, like, I'm locked in, right? And this year, it wasn't the case. Like, Honestly, I didn't even know the Suns and Mavs was playing until I pulled out my fan duel trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I'm like, oh, NBA game going on. Let me see what's what's going on. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely a weird situation. We'll see. Christmas on Wednesday next year, so we'll see what the NFL, what they try to do. Yeah, they don't really ever do games on Wednesdays, but if there's one one time, you know, they've they've got this, this hold on it right now. So I don't know if they can give it back for a year. So, you know, hopefully – yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, good to be back, back at it. You know, we're still taking a little bit of our time off here as, as the, the holiday ro- rolls down. But we are back in the gear of things in high school sports with the high school huddle. Today, we are going to take a look at the New York State Sports Writers Association rankings for boys and girls basketball. Um, we've had a couple of rankings come out, I believe, uh, looking at it right now. Yep, we've had two rankings for both boys and girls basketball teams have played about six or eight or so games, depending on the team. So we're starting to get a handle on who's good, who's not, who's great, et cetera, et cetera. Next week on the program, we're going to take a look at the hockey rankings. Uh, those have come out uh, quite a little bit of section five representation. So we're going to dive into those then, but we will start with uh, basketball, specifically girls basketball first. And we start at our triple a classification where we do not have any section five representation as we kind of alluded to on previous podcasts you know uh, girls basketball and triple a not exactly going to be the strongest classification for girls hoops this year 
you know, Fairport's, uh, they lost a lot from last year. They're going to be a little down. Rush Henrietta's still trying to build themselves back up. Nobody really to take that mantle. But, hey, we said this about girls soccer last year, or excuse me, last fall, and they ended up going all the way to the state final four, and they almost made the state championship game. So you never know what could happen. But in class AA, we got just about everybody. We've got four teams in the top nine in the entire state of New York. Hilton is at second, Bishop Carney is at six, Victor is at seventh, and Schrader is in nine. Four teams in the top ten, Carl. I mean, this is what we kind of thought, though. We thought this was going to be a classification across all, uh, not all sports, I guess, but like throughout boys basketball and girls basketball. This was the class where we're like, all right, there's a lot of heavy hitters just based off the fact you got BK in there and they're not up at AAA and it's a couple other teams that moved up. I mean, hey, now, especially um, with Mariah Watkins not being available this year, you know, Schrader may not be the, I mean, it's still a great team, but like they're not just like this formidable favorite that you would assume coming into the year. I'm excited. And I know we have, we're not even in the new year yet, but I, look, I'm biased. State rankings, they got this one right. There's, there's some really quality ball in Class A, Class AA, excuse me, here in Section 5. Yeah, Hilton taking the number two spot in the entire state, which I thought was, you know, a, a really impressive mark for them this early in the season. You know, Mallory High is still just a junior. She's been doing this forever. I remember last year I was stunned by the fact she was a sophomore. Still this year, a junior, um, getting it done. They've already beaten Canadagua, who, looking down further in the rankings, they're at 14th, rounding out Section 5 is Mendon with 25th. So they beat Canadagua already this season. They beat St. Mary's of Lancaster, which is the number three ranked team in the entire state this season. So they've already got, um, you know, arguably one of the most impressive wins in class double A this year for girls basketball. Their only loss is to Liverpool, who is number eight in class triple A. And in fact, the number one team of the, the New York State Public High School Association team. So their only loss is a really dang good one. They've got a couple other local wins um not not exactly too impressive but hilton's getting it done so far um as we talked about last week on the show victor at number seven you know they beat schrader they got a win against penfield they're getting uh their flowers and as mentioned schrader at ninth obviously no mariah Watkins, but they're still getting it done with some you know some decently impressive wins so far this season you know they beat penfield by 16 they take victor you know to the wire they only lost by one point and then a nice little win against Lancaster from Class AAA is pretty impressive. They beat them by 17. So it's going to be one of these brackets where if you make it out of Class AA, kind of like how AA was last year, but this year maybe even more so, you're going to be battle-tested, you're going to be good, and you probably are going into the state tournament as the number one seed just because of all the teams you had to beat to get there. Yeah, you know how you, we sometimes say in sports, like, oh, like, you know, like, they haven't been, like, we did with Monroe this year in football, like, oh, we, we don't really know how good they are, right? Until they get to the Far West Regionals, we're going to know exactly how good these AA teams are when they get to that stage, and it's that's what it's all about. I'm excited. Exactly. Now, moving down to Class A, Aquinas, our top Section 5 team, ranks six in the state. You've got Sutherland at 14, Palmac at number 16. I want to talk about Aquinas for just a little bit because I already got the chance to see Aquinas. They took down Penfield. I saw that game 58 to 55, a, a kind of a funky little game. You know, Aquinas got up to a really fast start. They led 13 to one, I believe, you know, they held Penfield without a field goal for basically the entire first quarter. 
think they might have eventually gotten to like five or seven points at the end of the first. And then, you know, Penfield, well-coached team as always. They did lose a lot from last year, but, you know, they grind it out. They get back in the game. You know, they're always, you know, fundamentally sound. They pass the ball really well. And then it got down to the wire. Penfield eventually took a lead, but uh, Lauren, excuse me, Molly O'Toole had a really clutch three-point play to take the lead, and then they held Penfield without a field goal the rest of the way, so some really good defense. Molly O'Toole with 23 points in that game. Lauren Green, the freshman, with 18 points. I know she's a player that a lot of people are, um, you know, got their you know, sights on this year for a freshman to really, you know, jump onto the scene this year. She's already doing some good things. So Aquinas is, is leading the way in class A and they're going to be a, a really tough out when it comes to uh, sectional time. Yeah. They just got, had a big year when it comes to soccer. So a little parlaying that into uh, to some success on the hardwood as well. Haven't been able to catch much high school hoops this year, but I did hear about Lauren Green and how uh, a lot of eyes on her. So hopefully at some point this year, I can catch one of her games and see what the hype is about. Moving down to Class B so far this season, where we have a number one team, Hornell, coming in at number one in the, in the state uh, for the rankings in Class B. They've already got some really impressive wins so far this season. Livonia, Palmac, and Dansville, all teams um, that are ranked in their respective classes. Elsewhere in Class B, you've got Dansville at 8th in the state. You've got Livonia at 11th in the state. Minders at 19th in the state and Waterloo at 25th in the state. And then we'll just jump down to Class C and, and kind of talk about these two as a whole. You've got Gananda also at number one in the state. Um, you know, with their undefeated record so far this season, they've got some impressive wins as well. They demolished a really talented Lions squad, 71-46. to 46. They also beat East Rochester, 52-41. to 41. Um, Moving down the rankings, Keshaqua at number seven, East Rochester at number 10. Lions at 15, York at 20, Alexander 23, Dundee Bradford at 25. So we've got seven teams in the top 25 here in section five. That class C is always a difficult class. You know, they do break it up when it comes sectional time. So I'm not exactly quite sure how those are going to shake out. But class B and class C, top dogs in New York State, Hornell and Gananda, Carl. Yeah, I mean, you know as well as I do, like sectional time, those classifications can get a little get a little competitive. And it's not just like, oh, it's class C ball or whatever. They're gonna slow it down, play a different. Like, no, there's some girls down there. I know Kaylee Marvin for Gananda. Um, she be down there in the post doing some uh, doing some good things. Jada Bell, Jay Love Bell, excuse me, I think her name is mm-hmm. uh, from Lions. She's been doing her thing since she was like an eighth grader from beyond the arc, yeah. tween tween, all good type of stuff. So, like, don't get it twisted just because they classification say BC. Nah, they can still hoop and uh and I know we probably won't be able to catch them on a regular basis because they're a little further out. But when they are in town, I know last year, for example, when Lions played uh, East Rochester, we went to that one. And I'm like, all right, no, I know East Rochester good, but Lions, can, they can uh, play ball, too. So that's how it always works out. And once again, I know I, I sound like a uh, broken record, but I'm excited definitely to see how this uh, that small uh, classification turn out. Yeah, especially in Class B and C, I feel like because these teams are so spaced out. They don't really play a lot of each other as much as you would think, you know, you know, when we get to like class A and class double A, you know, we oh, you know, Schrader played Penfield, this, that, you know, two matchups, three in a tournament, you know, you know, Hornell's not exactly making the trip up to play, you know, Waterloo. That's a, a, a massive drive. So, you know, some of these teams don't play each other. I'm just looking at Gananda's schedule, trying to figure out a, a chance we can get them. 
I see right here they play Mercy on uh, the 5th of January. What day is that? Is that maybe a, a round ball day? Oh, it's on a Thursday. So Thursday. maybe we'll get there on a Thursday. So we, we can get out there. Uh, but no, Gananda's a, you know, a really fun team, not so far away. They got a game at East Rochester. So I'm sure we'll get to see the Kaylee Marvin show sometime this season. And then just rounding things out in Class D, Elba at number two in the state, Hammondsport at number 14. So Class D, once again, uh, you know, Elba, number two in the state. Moving over to boys basketball, we will start up in class AAA where we do have some representation. Aquinas, the little Irish, once again, uh, a formidable foe this season. They are at number 12 in the state with a 7-0 record. And as always with these large classes, you know, that 12th ranking is a little bit deceiving because they're actually number fourth amongst teams that are in the, uh, you know, the, the NISFA if you will. So Aquinas, one of the heavy favorites here in class AAA this season, honorable mentions so far, Fairport and Franklin and Aquinas has some really talented wins so far this season already. They beat Franklin. They beat you prep. They beat McQuaid. So battle tested already. I've gotten a chance to see them. They got, you know, we've talked about them, uh, I believe on last week's show or two weeks ago, you know, they, they've got some players, they've got some talent. They're, they're going to get better as the season goes along. And already, you know, seven and zero on the season, number four in uh, in NISFA rankings. Yeah, quick anecdote about Aquinas. I was at the gym the other day, and somebody walked up to me. He goes, "Hey, you the uh, the guy I see on TV?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. That, that's you want to call it, sure." Yeah. And he goes, "So have you seen Aquinas this year?" I said, "Nah, I haven't been able to catch him yet. Like, I'm sure I'll catch him in like once January began." He goes, "That's a team you need to go watch." All right, I'm like. Don't know your name, but I appreciate the heads up, my man. So it's a community effort here at News 8, all right? You know, you help us. I, you, help, you know, all that type of good vibe. So clearly my my <laughs> random civilian that I met at Esport of Fitness and in, in Henrietta, he know the Aquinas is good, too. So I, I definitely got to go catch the Little Irish show uh, sooner than later. How old is this guy? Is this a, a dad, a, a community member, a, a, a young alumni? What are we thinking here? He he was he definitely wasn't my age. Uh, he's not twenty five. <laughs> I think he was probably like at least a dad dad age. Okay, type of vibe. Like, perhaps. But yeah. it wasn't like he didn't know what he was talking about though. Like Buddy said, "Oh, you the dude from TV." I said, "I guess." Like that's one way to call it what I do. <laughs> and then uh, he said that I was like, "You know what? I'll write that down." I didn't know. I, my boy AJ has not seen them so far. You know, but I will definitely put that down and tell the tell people back at the office. You know, the Aquinas is all right this year. So. Me, myself, I got to check them out because obviously, you know, so I got to see it for myself. Exactly. They got uh, also on that Thursday, they got Monroe coming up. They got uh, Franklin once again. So, um, you know, they're not playing a lot of these double A teams this year. These, uh, you know, the the Monroe County schools, they, they got, it looks like Penfield in a tournament, but it might just be the Penfield tournament on their schedule. You know, they got Thomas. So um, Sutherland coming up, not a ton of games on Aquinas' schedule this year, but uh, yeah, Aquinas. 7-0, 12th in the state. Moving uh, down to class AA, we've got Athena, which has really kind of taken the world by storm so far this season, beating everybody on their schedule, and they've played some really good teams on their schedule so far this season. They are at 7-0 on the year. They are sixth in the states, number two amongst NISFA teams, so one of the early state favorites. I mean, they beat uh, Menden, who came into the game undefeated, even though Menden, uh, you know, a little bit down this year. They played a really good game against Monroe, and then they played another really good game against Franklin. So two really quality teams, they just beat them down. And the thing with Athena is, 
you know, they, they got the Reeves brothers, all three of them. They got Corey, Isaac, and Isaiah. I believe I've got them all right. Then they got Connor Ozier and Z Johnson. And, and the thing with a team like that, you always question is, you know, how do they all work together? Because, you know, you have, you know, the thing with Athena is they got five guys who can drop, you know, 15, 20, even 30 points on any given night. How does it work when, you know, somebody starts going off and are you going to, you know, ride the hot hand? Are you going to, you know, feel comfortable passing the ball when you know that, okay, if I decide to keep for myself, I could probably do some good things with the ball too. But the thing that I've re- I saw the second half of that Monroe game, the really thing that stood out was the passing. I mean, they're, they did three no-look passes while I was there to set up buckets, but they moved the ball around well. They're, they're well coached, you know, uh, Monroe was kind of in a zone, I think, for one possession. I don't think they were playing zone the entire time, but they were kind of just whipping it around the arc, you know, as you can do with the zone. You can, you can care, you know, pass it around the horn. And I'm just thinking, like, man, where's this guy at the elbow? You get it to there, it's going to be wide open. Boom, someone cuts the elbow, gets it there. They dump it down to uh, Ozier on the low post, one dribble, boom, in. So they've got the horses. And they they're battle tested this year. They were our uh, their news eight primetime five eight five spotlight team of the week this year for a good reason. Yeah, I, I saw the highlights uh, again. You're speaking of against Monroe. I'm like, no look from like the three point line <laughs> to the paint, like through a zone. That's kind of bold, my man. And you talking about how they can share the ball so well. I mean, it's also the fact you got three brothers like that's also together. So like they got a little chemistry. You feel like you can give it to your boy. Uh, actually, your legit family member and all, all that <laughs> type of vibe. So. Uh, so you can be a little bit more unselfish when you know you're keeping it within the family a little bit, right? Uh, but regardless, it's an impressive team that I've seen just from the highlights that I've seen so far, and I can't wait to catch them too. Yeah, we catch them a lot, especially because the Greece schools, for some reason, play their games at 6.30. So it's always a, a good route for the round ball roundup to get there to a 6.30 game and get to you know some, some 7 o'clocks after that. So we'll get to them a bunch this season. Um, then moving down in the uh, the class in the – you know, class double A. We've got one other team in the state rankings. We've got Victor all the way down at 28th so far this season, you know, coming off of a class double A title. And I don't think they've lost too much this season. They've got one loss on the season. It was to a, a good squad uh, from the Buffalo area. I'm trying to build this up right now. And then also receiving some honorable mentions, Canadagua, Hilton, Menden, and Schrader. Hilton is actually going to play Athena tonight. Uh, as we record this on Thursday, they're going to play them in the final of the Hilton Holiday Tournament. So that should be another big test for Athena. And also another good chance for Hilton to, uh, you know, stake their claim. But yeah, Victor, you know, they're they're four and one on the season. You know, nothing's, you know, they beat Canada was getting honorable mentions. Thomas is always pretty feisty. Penfield as well. They did lose to Niagara Falls. I did have them right. Who is the number 11th ranked team in, in class AAA. So it feels a little low for a defending state champ, which didn't lose a lot of much, which hasn't lost a lot of games. So I would not be surprised to see Victor slowly creep up the uh, the rankings as we go along this season. Listen, I look at the roster real fast. I'm trying to say, who do they got back from that state championship team? They got two dudes that I know that are buckets. Gary Clare and Griffin Hopkins. Griffin Hopkins changed the number to the number two, so he'll definitely look a little, little spicier in that number two <laughs> as opposed to the 20 he had last year. And then they got the big boy down in the paint, uh, Nick Leonard, who's a tight end on the fo- football team. They got those two plus the big boy. They'll be all right. That's a really, really good Blue Devils team for sure. Yeah, that's the team that's going to rise in the rankings. 
Uh, moving to Class A, we've got East all the way at the top at number two in the States. Um, a, a team that you know has, has been really impressive so far this season. I was a little surprised to see East so highly ranked this year. They, you know, they haven't had the toughest schedule so far. You know, they they went to the wire with Edison. They beat them. They have a really a lot of really talented players. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them eventually this time. But but so far, based on their resume, I was a little surprised to see East this high up. And then Monroe, you've got a 23rd in the state. Newark at 28th. Uh, Newark caught my attention a little bit. They've got some nice wins so far this season, beating Sutherland and Geneva. They're at 6-0 on the season. But I, I will say I don't see this much of a discrepancy between East and Monroe where, you know, second and 23rd. I think that's going to be a really good game if that turns out to be, you know, uh, you know, Class A championship game, for example. But East has uh, shown some some good stuff this year, number two in the state. Ah, that Moreau was up from B last year, right? Or... E, I, I don't know if they were no. B. In, I think they were Class A in basketball, yeah. Okay, okay, so never mind. So they would have played each other in a crossover or something, regardless. um, Okay, the fact that they're in the same – are they doing crossovers this year or no? Like A1 and A2? All right, we're going to have to to look up in – you know, let's go to the sectional time. Because that's like a, a big thing if that's the case because, like, if they're not doing that – then this is really going to be crazy. And I can't <laughs> wait to see how it turns. Now, if it, now, it'll still be great games regardless, but, like, if they're not, I, I don't want like, separating it at all. Are they, are they separating it? I'm you, working through it right now. My computer is very slow. Anybody who knows me and <laughs> talks to me, my I, computer I is working you. really slow. I, I hear you. I, I bought hear you. this, I yeah. Side note, I bought this computer when I went off to college, and I am determined to m let this thing make it uh, 10 years. Um, no, Class A is just Class A this year for boys basketball. So, you know, fireworks to say the least. Um, and then last year, let me see if I can get this from last year. Um, uh, uh, Monroe East Championship at the Big House. Lord have mercy. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, we, they, they might, oh, we, that's going to be crazy. Oh, my Lord. I mean, that's a long way before we even get there. They, I think they'll meet up, meet up in the regular season. So we ain't got to worry about the Big House. But man, ooh, we I can't wait. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun game. I'm yeah, they just had one. Um no, did they have two? No, they, they did cross um they had the crossover last year because it was uh Arondicoit winning in A one and then it was Sutherland beating East in A two. And that's uh, not right. I, do, I don't think uh Monroe was there, but Newark was the class B champion. Um, they ended up going all the way to uh, the state semifinals, and that's the team up in A. So I think that's kind of the the, the one takeaway I want to take away from this uh, very long uh, <laughs> yeah, caveat is that Newark is from Class B to Class A this season. So um, that's something to keep an eye on. Moving down to Class B, you've got Hornell. Both uh, the Red Raiders doing some really good things so far, far on the basketball courts this season. Uh, you've got uh and monroe was in class a last year they lost to sutherland in overtime i was at that game that was a really good game i should remember that uh back to class b you've got hornell at six in the state you've got avon at 16th in the state you've got leroy at 21st in the state avon with some impressive victories so far this season they've uh they beat leroy 42 to 34 in a low scoring affair and then they took down york which is the number two team in class c uh, at 62 and 47. So while Newark is up to class A, that kind of leaves a little bit of a hole in class B where they will 
break it up class B1, class B2. So three teams represented in section five so far this season. And another anecdote from the gym. I think the Avon <laughs> assistant coach or some of it, I think he's the assistant coach. I think I seen him at the big house one time. Seeing him in the sauna. I'm getting real specific here. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but regardless, seeing him in the sauna, and he was like, yo, we're going to be really good this year. We're about to play York tonight. This was whenever this, whenever that game took place. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll see you. I, I said, I can't get to you tonight because I don't got work. But, like, <laughs> I'll let you – let me know how that turned out because they was going up against Pong Grazio, a really good, uh, really good baller they, uh, that York uh, has. And, uh, obviously, Avon pulled it out. So, whatever your name is, I'm going to get you next time that we get to the, uh, see you in the gym. But you didn't lie to me, so I respect that now. So now I got to hold you to a higher standard, for sure. This is where all of Carl's basketball info comes early in this season. Just <laughs> random dudes coming up to him at the gym. Uh, and, and, hey, so far, they've been right. They haven't been like, oh, I don't want to, you know, put down a team. They haven't been like, oh, check out this team. We're really good. And then it's, you know, really bad team. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. toss a team under the bus. Let me think of the worst team I could possibly think of. No, we don't want to. We find more uh, colorful ways to talk about our bad teams on this program. But uh, no, the people are not lying to Carl, which is always good. And then moving on to Class C, as I mentioned before, York, number two in the state. They've obviously got Jake Pangrazio. They've got an impressive win over Avoca Prattsburg. They beat them by 29 points. Um, if you know anything about Avoca Prattsburg, you know that's impressive. They also beat Bishop Carney 76-60, to 60, which was the game that Pangrazio really went off. And then elsewhere in Class C, going to be another bloodbath this year. Um, they break them up into three different classifications. So, uh, you know, a lot of titles to give out. You've got Lions at number four in the state, Pembroke at number nine in the state, Boulevard Richburg at 13th, and uh, Batavia Notre Dame at 19th. And, you know, Lions, you know, they, they lost a lot from that last year's team. You know, that was a team that could really, you know, had some really impressive cast of characters. I'm looking exactly to see who they have left on this team because I know they still have some dogs, but uh, you know they lost a lot from last year. Still at number four in the state, uh, York and Lions, two teams in the top four for Class C. Yeah, I think Lions. Uh, they had a big boy that was young, like really. I, I, he walked past me and I, I put on my football talk. I was like, "Hey, man, you playing the wrong sport." I mean, to be disrespectful because like he was good on the court too. Um, but yeah, no, they definitely had a youngster. I know for a fact that he was either a freshman or an eighth grade, maybe even a sophomore last year that was fairly tall. And, um, uh, I thought, you know what, you put your hand in the dirt and put a helmet on. I'll call Dino Babers for you right now. Now, granted, I can't do that no more. That won't help him out because Dino Babers is unfortunately not with SU no more, but I got some other connections that can help you out, my man. Yeah. Uh, I forget who exactly. There was a guy, I was at the crossover game. That uh, his family, anytime he he made a bucket, it was uh, I think I think they're calling him Baby Shack. So I don't know if that was him. <laughs> that might uh, be him. That might be him. <laughs> but they, they got some guys at Lions this year. And then moving down to Class D, Avoca Prattsburg, number three in the state. They did lose to York, um, as we mentioned. They also lost to Arcport, Canisaraga. But they still got one of the Putnams. They got McCoy Putnam. They've only got one Putnam this year. But until until that. Uh, you know, that chamber is unloaded and all those talented dudes are graduated. I'm not been against anybody except for Avoca Prattsburg. Agreed on that. Nothing else you can say. Uh, and then we'll finally, I'm wrapping up our show with a little bit of hockey talk, our games of the week. You know, as we mentioned next week, we're going to kind of get more into the hockey stuff uh, as, you know, some of these more teams get some games under their belt, but 
there are some good games coming up on the schedule. Carl, your game to watch for the next coming week. Yeah, hockey. Y'all know that. That's my number one sport, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, but for me, though, um, I saw Brighton. I actually saw both of these teams earlier on this year. Brighton taking on Portside. Brighton HFL, excuse me, will take on Portside January 3rd. And I was tuned in because I'm like, wait a second. Both of these teams got some really good players that lead the way. For Brighton, it's going to be in Atlanta. Has 13 goals on the year. I think I saw him get a hat trick, maybe even four in a game. But, like, he scored every single goal for Brighton, and they ended up winning the game. And then um, he's tied for first in all of Section 5 with 13. And then on the other side, for poor side, Sal Balbi um, is fourth in Section 5 with 19 points, eight goals, uh, 11 assists. So just from my perspective, neither of these teams have really impressive records. Poor side is 5-3. and three. But I just want to see how the stars, you know, go at it. You know, you know, guys are competitors, and, you know, you want to prove your worth. And I'm sure those guys will want to put on a show when they're up against really good players. Yeah, especially, you know, top lines going up against each other. They're going to see a lot of each other. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they're uh, tasked with marking each other. So that should be a good game on the ice. I'm going to take a look at Hilton versus Pittsburgh, two of our uh, top teams in the area. Pittsburgh eighth in the state ranking so far. They have a five and one record taking on Hilton seven and two Hilton, not ranked kind of sort of because of their weaker schedule so far this season, but if they can take down Pittsburgh, watch out. The cadets are going to shoot up in those rankings. Um, Hilton's had an impressive start to their season so far, seven and oh, in section five play. There are only two losses to out of the area teams. Uh, their most impressive victory so far this season, a four to one margin over Thomas uh, in the end of November. Lean the way for them so far this season. Cameron Stewart, eight goals and four assists. And they've got a really impressive goalie in that so far. Aiden Hill, a 6-1 and one record, a 1-7-1 goals against average with a 9-42 save percentage. And then Pittsburgh, 5-1 and one on the season. They lost to McQuaid in the opener, who is uh, the top-ranked team among Section 5 in New York State. Since then, they haven't lost 5-0. and oh. they, beat West, they beat Webster Thomas, 4-1. and one. They beat West Jenny, three and oh which anybody who knows anything about hockey uh you know in in this part of the state another impressive win west jenny's 11th in the state leading the way for them keegan garver six goals and three assists and then their goal goaltender wilson sizido we're gonna go with sizdo we'll have to figure that one out a, a, a rogue z in that name there four and oh so far in the season with a, a very nice say a goals against average of 0 0.69 with a 946 save percentage. And the thing that really stood out, you know, the, the goalie numbers caught my eye at first. Then I realized how many shots this kid's getting on that. Pittsburgh as a whole is only allowing 14 shots per game, which is pretty staggering. You know, you know, 20, 20 is good. 14 is really impressive. So the defense for the Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, congratulations, you know, they don't get as much love as the goalies or, you know, the forwards, but shout out to the Panther defense so far this season. That's, that's quite the number. Yeah. I mean, even someone like me, who's an expert in hockey, I know that's an <laughs> impressive number right there. No, but I, I think what's from my perspective, what's kind of cool so far is obviously that game in particular um, with those two teams being impressive this year. It's kind of how like, it's an ebb and flow of like what teams are like really good year to year. Like when I was here, when I first got here, Victor was like, unreal right and yeah that's that's the real thing is like victor is you know kind of having a down year which i didn't think was possible in in high school hockey yeah exactly and then them and then batavia notre dame united is having a really good year and i'm like man I'm, it's easier in certain sports i'm like all right i know they're always gonna be good i'm like oh hold on me 
get my brain right for a second. Batavia, Notre Dame United, they good? Oh, snap. Okay. I know Churchville Childline always used to put up a lot of goals. They're having a little bit of a down year this year. I'm like, okay, hold on. Who's good? AJ, help me out real quick with two of the teams. I'll catch out more of them um, as the year progresses. Yeah, Victor at uh, two wins, three losses, and two ties on the season. Churchfield Chilite, one and eight on the year. You know, Churchfield Chilite, they had uh, that really dynamic line last year. Only Parker Farnham's uh, around uh, this year. 11 goals, seven assists. He's doing the best he can, but, uh, you know, still. One player can, can, can still do a lot, especially come sectional time. You start double shifting them. Basically never leaves the ice. You know, work on your conditioning, uh, son, because you're, you're going to need it come playoff time. But that'll do it for us on the high school huddle. A little bit of basketball talk, a little bit of hockey. Once again, next week, we'll dive a little more into the rankings. And soon, I believe next week, we are going to have our first round ball roundup of the season. I believe we'll start that on January 5th. Not for certain, so don't hold me to it. But usually, once we get past the holiday season, we all start working again. We have to balance the Bills playoff run with round ball roundup. So uh, a lot of long hours, but uh, we'll see how the Bills go, whether or not we actually have to go in any home games. We'll see if they even make the playoffs because, you know, they're in 90% right now, but 98-100, Carl. In fact, yeah, I mean, I can't wait, though. I know we've been getting a lot of emails, calls, waiting for Ron Ball. I'm so happy that y'all are enthused. We can't wait, too. But just wait on this one more week, y'all. One more week. I I'm so happy that y'all sending the emails and the texts and the calls and all that good type of stuff. But, like, just wait on it, all right? Don't give up on us yet, all right? We need, we need our little recovery time, and then we're going to come back full throttle beginning of the new year. Exactly. So for Carl Jones, I am AJ Fellman. Once again, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, RochesterFirst.com on YouTube. Thanks for listening, watching, subscribing. Um, have a safe, happy, and healthy New Year's. Uh, you know, stay off the roads if you need to. And we will see you next year.